0: Hello and welcome to Talkin' Yanks Sharp Stats. Time to get smart about the way you watch the Yankees. My name's Jimmy. Jake is here as always, and we are joined by Katie Sharp, the queen of stats. We gotta drop some knowledge on everyone, and when I say we, I mean Katie, Jake and I are dumb folk. Katie, how you doing?
1: (laughs) Uh, I am doing great, guys. I mean, it's amazing what a a six-game win streak can do for your psyche here. Uh, In Yankee land. So I think the last time we talked, um, it was not it was not such a happy time.
0: Oh, sorry. No, wasn't. And and we were we were saying, you know, I can't wait till we can get two good topics on the show. Uh, We could we were scrapping for one good topic on the show. Now it's
2: easy. It's a lot of good things going on.
1: Yeah. And then the ideas are just crazy flowing from my brain now. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had too many. It was it was hard to it was hard to narrow it down. So we're kind of we we got a a pitching segment, a hitting segment and and one kind of player zoom, but I'm excited and yeah, like I think we said last time we wanted three positives. We're kind of there, but we also got the news that the MLB is changing their playoff format this year, which is I don't know it's it's kind of wild to think about. We uh we did a thing on Talking Baseball about it where we kind of reacted live and it's it's a weird amount of emotions the the coaches and GMs just found out, the players just found out. You wonder what the trade deadline would have looked like if teams knew this. I know Jimmy had a really good point. Like I think Lance Lynn gets traded for sure if teams knew that they were going to be playing every day of a five-game series. So um and I think it was also uh, kind of the underlying thing of the Yankees getting going is they had a couple big offensive outputs, but the pitching was lights out. Um, has has the bullpen? Did Mike King end the bullpen streak last night? Is he the first one?
1: Ooh, he, I didn't. Oh, I, yeah, I think that was correct um, because it had not happened before before last night, before um before tu- Tuesday, as we're taping this on Wednesday. So. Um, i know and and if go figure in a 20 to 3 4 game whatever that's when it happens i mean that's always when it happens but um but yeah the bullpen is starting pitching have both been just synced up and lights out um recently which is boding well for you know for the yankees it's, if you're gonna get hot september is definitely the time to do it you know
2: Let's do it. Let's get let's get that four a top four spot. That'd be pretty nice. And you know what? I've already talked myself out of the bullpen thing because I don't need Otto coming in and him worrying about <laughs> the streak. So that's the King did a good thing. So that's good.
1: Yes, yes.
2: It was yeah. nice. Man. It was good. Yeah, we wanted to talk about
0: uh, you know how how the Yankees depth is now being tested. We were we thought we were going to have to do a whole deep dive on who's the three starter: Davey, Hat, Monty, and. And if Davies the three starter, what role does Happen Monty play on this squad in the postseason? Uh, well, now, you know, in the AL, in the AL DS, you're going to need four starters because they play five games in a row. So, how did I guess the question is, how do the Yankees look depth wise? Um, How much of a difference is this? Like, any Where did your brain go with with this new wrinkle, Katie?
1: Yeah, well, there was definitely, you know, a couple thoughts that I had. And, you know, it does, it starts with the starters. I think that's the most obvious place where you're going to start with this new playoff structure. And that because there is no off days, um, you do, you literally, unless you're going to pitch your top guy on short rest, on three days rest, you are going to need four starters or, or unless you can, you know, Sweep in you know three in three games in the d s um but you are going to need one through four starters on uh, to to manage that, and then obviously in the l c s even there's no off days I think that's you know if the Yankees are able to make it there that's going to be a, an incredibly tough um situation and but what the Yankees have done with this past week has really been encouraging, and I think that's helped the situation for the for the team a lot. I mean, it's amazing how much a week can change um, the stats in this shortened season. So right now, I mean, if, if you just want to look at what the Yankee starters have done in this last six games, uh, this is during their six-game winning streak as we tape this on Wednesday. It's it's pretty remarkable. Remarkable. It's a one point seven two ERA. It's forty strikeouts. And four walks in thirty-six and two-thirds innings, and that's that's pretty crazy. Two four walks in thirty-six and two-thirds innings. I think might be the most impressive statistic during this um, six-game win streak. And the fact that there is that thirty-six innings pitched when they it includes two double headers, so two of those shortened games. So not only is this the starters, um, you know, obviously preventing runs and not allowing base runners, but they are giving them length, Um, and I think that brings me also to my second important point. You know, you know, you don't need just quality starters, one through four. You need quality starters that can also give you length, um, because that reduces the strain on the the relievers, which are already going to be strained with with the lack of off days. so just a couple things that I just kind of wanted to get into to compare the Yankees and how they stack up to you know the rest of the teams. Um, and actually, for the starting pitching, it is looking really good right now. So what I did is I used... Um, I used ERA plus, which is adjusted ERA. So it adjusts for the league and the ballpark. And um, average is 100. And anything above a 100 um, in this statistic is better than average. And it goes by percentage. So like a 110 is 10% better than league average. So I kind of wanted to look at how many teams have starters that have a 110 ERA plus or better. So not just league average, you know, but a little bit better than league average. And I put a minimum of I think three starts, um, because I think you know that obviously is, is you know cooked a little bit for Davy, um, but you know he is looks like it's going to be a part of our rotation
2: going forward. So, uh, Katie, do not do not apologize Sorry. for cutting up the stats <laughs> to get Davy in there. Thank you.
1: Yes, we're we're cutting up the stats a little bit, but so the Yankees actually have now four starters with a one ten um, ERA plus or better. Pretty remarkable when you were looking at this situation a couple weeks ago. Um, and they are actually, they're actually only one of five teams in the majors to have that. Um, so the Dodgers, the White Sox, um, the Marlins, and the Indians, obviously, um, are the other four teams. The Indians have five starters like that, um, in fact. Um, so the, the Yankees actually start, stack up really well in terms of starting pitching depth, quality starting pitching depth, 1 through 4 um to navigate through this new postseason format.
2: So that's um, Katie that's that's that's, that's, pr- that's pretty wild because I mean we we get so locked into the you know Cole and Tanaka obviously Cole's the new shiny piece and Tanaka with his playoff reputation um that a at, well we get to add Davey which you know Davy Mania, I'm ready to go on it. I I hope it becomes a thing because that's that'd be a nice little part to the DVD. And Jay hap works himself in that conversation, which I think would shock a lot of Yankee fans. And and let's be honest, Yankee fans are never going to be comfortable with J. hap But as a fourth starter compared to other fourth starters around the league, what J. haps doing this year is is okay. <laughs> is, is that fair to say? Absolutely. I mean, he, he, has a,
1: he has a 110 plus ERA right now. He's a sub four. If you want to just do the raw numbers, it's a sub four ERA. Um, and I don't know, I don't remember the exact statistics of his last, I think it's five, five or six starts, but it's, it's in the twos. It's in the two fives, I think, his ERA. And the thing that is really impressive for him that we know is that he's limiting those walks and he's somehow limiting those home runs. Um, and those are the two key things. I mean, I haven't done a deep dive into what he's doing different. You know, it's, it's kind of a small sample. So it's hard to, hard to really pin down some solid conclusions there, but he's getting the job done. And if it was just that kind of kick in the ass from Cashman being like pitch better, I mean, I, I want to kind of look at his game logs and see if that was the turnaround. Um, but you know, I'll take it, man. This is, he's a veteran, you know, he he he! I think that he was kind of the guy that was going to respond to that. Well, if there was any type of person, you know. Mm-hmm. So we can we can thank Jay hap or maybe we can even thank Brian Cashman um, for this turnaround.
0: <laughs> <laughs> does uh, does your three game uh, includer uh, clause put Johnny Lasagna as a starter for us? uh I no I believe it does
1: not because um I know he has to th- started three games but I did a uh, requirement so that they had to be like every game that they pitched in this season was it was a start so I limited like the opener guys you know what I mean okay and
0: David's had four yeah. starts now anyway so
1: yeah he's had four starts so I kind of wanted to do a little bit of a looser um uh, definition there but yeah because i didn't want to have a lot of those a lot of those opener people i mean i don't even know how much openers are being used around mlb this season i haven't really been keeping track um but i didn't want to include that because that can kind of skew the stats but but yeah so starters um in terms of their performance they stack up really well the yankees one through four um the other thing i mentioned with starters was length and obviously during this win streak Um, The innings pitched has been up, but for the season, I mean, that is kind of obvious, but the Yankees are basically league average in terms of innings pitched per start. Um, And it's amazing that league average is 4.8 innings pitched per start,
0: but that's uh, the, and and that's
1: skewed. Yeah. And that's skewed um, with the the double headers, obviously. Um, um, So it's, it's tough to really suss out that. Um, I, I don't think any site has really has done that. Shortened rain out the rain, shortened games, you know. We've had so there are some kind of like, yeah,
0: everyone goes five and fly the first couple times the rotation, especially with all the pitching injuries. So that's true. I, yeah. I don't think,
1: but I mean, like, there are teams, there are teams like the, the Indians, I think, are at the top and they're at 5.9. Um, so it's there are some teams, they're, getting they're probably outlier, outlier, right? but they're, yeah, they're definitely an outlier. Um, but so I think that. My concern I'm not as concerned about that um because I know that the trend has been going up, and that the starters have been giving them more length um and especially kind of what they've been seeing I think boone will will kind of give them a little bit of a longer leash. We'll see how it goes you know down the stretch, but um but that's, that's also something that I looked at with this new postseason format. And the other, the other idea, obviously, that I mentioned was with the relievers and that you really not only do you have to have starters one through four, but you really got to have depth in your bullpen as well because we saw that. We, I mean, we saw it in the ALCS last year when, I mean, it was clear that our bullpen was gassed um, because they were forced to pitch so many innings and not, not necessarily on consecutive days. I mean, Boone doesn't do that. He doesn't, I think this was the first time, um, you know, in a year when somebody actually pitched three days in a row. Chad Green did it um, a couple of weeks ago, but um, but just the sheer number of innings they had to pitch. So the more, you know, high leverage quality relievers you can have in your bullpen, obviously is going to help a lot with this postseason season um, format. And this is the place where the Yankees...
2: Yep, if yep. I may, I mean, just connecting mm-hmm. to the relievers where you're going, I mean... You know, Jay Hap, who emptied the tank two starts ago against Toronto, went 113 pitches. Like, there there can be a performance like that in the postseason that could save a bullpen or, or really reset you, um, you know, if the Yankees are lucky enough to play in a seven-game series or even a five-game series um, where, you know, eat, there may be sexier pitchers on other teams than Jay Hap for their fourth starter But A, he has been good recently. And B, if he could, you know, there's going to be some kid pitchers that don't get trusted on pitch 113, you know? So uh, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, uh, I obviously was trying to keep the Hap train together with some gum and sticks. It's kind of come together. And, you know, he's a bad playoff start again from being hated immediately. But um, I I don't know. Something like that is probably going to be important this postseason.
1: Yeah, the fact that, the Yankees do have sort of, I would say, veteran, you know, a couple of veteran guys in that rotation where Boone is not afraid to just let them throw all their bullets um, and stretch that arm out, even if it is to just give the, the reliever, even if it's in a loss and it's just to give the relievers kind of a little bit of a rest. Um, so getting back to where the Yankees stack up, this is where I'm not as confident that the Yankees are in such a good position um so what I did is I sort of did same the qual- same qualifications I looked at teams that had relief pitchers um and this is I think I did like a you know 90% of their innings pitched in relief um with at least 10 innings pitched for the season had an ERA plus of 110 or better so again like an above above average um reliever and the Yankees they have they have only 5 of those which sounds good. It sounds like a lot, but there are, that's actually middle of the pack. I think goes about 15th or 16th in the league. Um, there are a lot of teams with just these, rubber, these, these, you know, these crazy, like a lot of teams with six, seven, eight, even nine um, types of these guys. Um, and I think that you know, there is one positive note maybe is that um, the Yankees do have several that are like 150 ERA plus or better. So they do have a couple really high qualities. It's just the depth. It's the ones that can give you an above-average performance, um, maybe not an elite performance, but an above-average performance, that bridge to get to the elite guys. That's where I think the Yankees are really lacking now. And it's, it's really where they miss the Adam Adovino, Um and they miss – even like a Chapman, who whose numbers are not great this year, he obviously doesn't qualify with the with the ten innings pitched. He hasn't even reached that yet. Um, but and they miss they miss the Tommy Canely. Um It's just they need a guy like Mike King to to pitch better, just pitch better. Um, so that's you know it's amazing to say because we always thought that you know the strength of this Yankee pitching staff was going to be their relievers, but I think that. You know, a lot of the injuries and the underperformance this year has really has really stretched them um, in terms of that this year. Yeah,
0: I think that the new playoff thing that has us concerned about the depth of the starting pitching, I think the Yankees are better equipped to handle the new format on the starting pitching front than they are on the bullpen front easily. I think as Yankee fans, we should be much more worried about what this is going to do to the bullpen Last year, Zach Britton in the ALDS, he pitched games one and three. That's two games out of three. They swept him. It was an off day. Not that bad. In the ALCS, he pitched in games one, two, three, five, and six. He pitched in every game besides game uh, four, and that was with off days, and he was noticeably gassed, and now we don't have Tommy Canely. We don't have Adam Ottavino. Like, what did he pitch uh, last year? Let me pull it up. So we are going to need, like you said, a Mike King, a, a Lasagna, uh, you know, to step up and really eat innings here. Because without the off days, we only have three upper upper guys: Chad, Britton, Chapman. Now, Jonathan Holder mm-hmm. has been doing some fun stuff, and you have some stats on Holder for us. Is he going to be a necessary piece with this new layout?
1: I mean, I mean, absolutely. I mean, if you look at the numbers, he has been the best reliever on this team um, by far. And it's not just because he's pitched a couple innings and it's not just um, in terms of, you know, even recently where that he's been pitching in just low leverage spots. Um, so there's a couple. There's a lot of things that really stand out to me. And we obviously know how horrible his season was last year. It was like what a 6-9-3 ERA um, or something, something like that. My Twitter
2: DMs definitely knew how bad Jonathan Holder's season was last year.
1: <laughs> um, that's good. Uh, but but this year, I mean, it's been phenomenal. It's just, I mean, he has a, a two eleven ERA plus, which means. Uh, twice as good as the league average, more than twice as good as the league average in terms of his ERA, um, and a couple a couple other stats that really stand out to me. Um, he's only had one inherited runner scored, so he's inherited eight runners and only one, and that was the first game the first game he pitched this season. That was um, Belaka on July July twenty fifth against uh, it was um, the Nationals in that first series. The only in- inherited runner that he's allowed to score. Um, He hasn't allowed more than two hits in an outing, um, which is pretty remarkable. If you think of, if you kind of imagine the Jonathan Holder of last year, it was just, I mean, he just couldn't stop it. It was kind of just like the spigot, and it just kept going. Um, And then um, the other thing that's really that's really stood out to me is on Fangraphs they have a stat called uh, meltdown, which is basically um, it's based on win probability and the win probability. change in win probability from when he enters the game to when he exits and win probability. It's, you know, obviously a really easy concept. It's based on the, the runners on base, the, you know, the score of the game um, and, and, you know, so things like that and a meltdown I think is a change in a negative change in win probability of about six percentage points during the, um, during the appearance so it's it's a true meltdown. It's it's basically you know you're you're giving your team a chance to lose essentially. He had 13 of those last year in 41 innings pitched, and he has zero this year. Um, so you, it's and and it kind of bears out. You haven't really had that oh crap moment with Jonathan Holder. I mean he he has given up runs in a couple outings, obviously, um, <laughs> but. Uh, but you haven't, he hasn't really had that blow up. Um, and I like to think that it's actually um real. You know, kind of when you look at whether is, is this fake, is this real? Is this just a small sample? Obviously, it is a small sample. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna deny that. It's 17 innings pitched. Um <laughs> so uh um, but if you look at what his um, expected stats are, and we know that from Statcast, uh, based on what his actual stats are, and they they match up, they're really close um, in terms of just expected slugging, um, expected wOBA, uh, and that Statcast actually has an expected ERA stat, um, which they uh, which they use kind of their exit velocity, launch angle, um, plus strikes and walkouts and everything to 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 get an ERA number. Um so he ranks in the top 8% of the league in all of those metrics. Um so he is he is literally one of the most elite elite, re, elite relievers in the in the entire majors this year um in terms of his ability to limit hard card contact and just limit runs. Um and the, the what really stands out to me and this is kind of I think what has been his bread and butter this year is that he has allowed one barrel in 53 kind of batted ball events, you know, balls in play, one barrel. And we know barrel is kind of like the best type of contact that a hitter can make. It usually either goes for like an extra base hit or a home run. Um, So one barrel he allowed. Um, Last year he was, I think he allowed, I think it was 10 or 12 of those um, for the entire season. Um, his, also his exit velocity is down. The launch angle is down for him. Um, and he's allowing, you know, more weak contact. And the big thing that's ju- kind of sh- jumps out to me is his ground ball rate has jumped from 39% to 47%. And his fly ball rate is now down to 19% from 28% last year. So he's doing the job. He's basically, yeah, you don't really see that. Like with with pitchers, you're right. Fly balls, ground balls, those types of things are pretty constant for a pitcher season to season. So his ability to increase his ground ball rate by almost 10 percentage points, uh, that's a big thing, and I think that's what's helped him. I think that's been the you know kind of the biggest change for him in terms of the results that he's gotten.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's um, those are really big changes. I'd much rather a ground ball than a fly ball, especially
2: yeah, with G-O yeah, and, and
0: that
1: was. cut. <laughs> especially. And that's kind of the thing that we that was with Holder last year was he would just give up, give the up devastating these devastating home runs, home runs and these extra base extra hits, hits to the wall. wall. I mean, you kind, kind of you almost see it. You, see it. It. you can you're kind, you're kind of imagine of it, it at least it. for me. Uh-huh. Um so I think so that that has been, been one of the most important things that he's doing this year. Doing this year. And, it and it matches up, like the expected stats matches. match up. He's limiting, limiting hard contact. contact. He's, he's getting you know, a, lower a lower launch angle. angle. It's, it's it's not in, not in that line, line drive fly ball range ball. anymore. So what I think the probably one of the biggest changes that he's made so far this season is uh, the increase in his change-up. Um, and this is, this is interesting because not only has the change-up been able to get more grounders, um, it's up to 59% um, of all the batted balls on his changeup have been grounders uh, compared to 52% last year. He's also getting more whiffs with it. Um, so his whiff rate on the pitch has increased from 21% to 32% this year, which is actually very good because it's not often that a pitcher is able, especially with a changeup, where they're able to get not only more grounders, but more whiffs. There's usually some sort of trade-off between that. Um, and what he's done it it's really been it's really been just a matter of location um he's had much fewer change-ups hanging change-ups in the middle of the zone and he's increased the the number of change-ups the percentage of change-ups that he's thrown in the lower half of the zone uh from 60 to 68 percent so you know you put him down there people are either gonna you know get him to chase out of the zone and whiff or they just hit it into the ground um and so that changeup has been, has been really effective for him. And it, it has, to have, has to have improved his fastball because his fastball is really improved as well um, in terms of the results. Um, the whiff rate is about the same, but the batting average against, the slugging percentage against, um, it's all way down from last year. So his ability to pair those two pitches um, and to really focus on those two pitches, it's over, I think over 75% of his pitches have been fastballs or change-ups. Um, and I think, you know, that's, that's the best, that's the best combination. Use your change-up to offset your fastball. And as a reliever, you kind of only need those two pitches. Um, especially with change-up that can neutralize the opposite hand batters, um, so I see that that has been – I think that that's been really the key to him, not only you know getting more ground balls, as we mentioned before, but also limiting that, that weak contact um, because he's able to kind of have that mirroring effect with his fastball and his changeup.
2: So this has been kind of a million-dollar question around here for the past couple of years, but is the changeup Jonathan Holder's best pitch? Is is that if it's if it's a one two count, should we be rooting change up or what? What should we as fans be rooting for?
1: I think change up right now. I mean, it's it's always been that slider, um, but I think the slider is, he's he's actually he just seems more confident in the change up right now as a put away pitch um, because he knows he can get that ground ball with it as well. Um, it's not and he and he can get the whiff. Um, I think with the slider, I think the location matters a little bit more um, because those content, he seems to hang the sliders a little bit more um, than he would. So I think that the changeup actually could become his, his sort of put-away, bread-and-butter bread pitch. I think in terms of results, if you just kind of look at, like, it's just a smaller sample this year, really. That's the thing. Um, last year he had a much larger sample of sliders. Um, it was his best pitch last year. Um, but this year the sample is so small. The results are good, but you really, I really would not want to say that it's his best pitch because um, he has been going to the changeup so much more often, and it it has that ability to get ground balls and whiffs at a much better than league average rate.
0: Mm. Well, we're really going to need him to be part of the postseason bullpen, which he's never been part of. Uh, was it his three years with the Yankees? I told you how often Britain pitched last year. Last year, Ottavino pitched in game one, two, and three of the ALDS. In the ALCS, he pitched in games one, two, three, four, and six.
1: (laughs) Tommy Canely
0: pitched in games one, two, and three of the ALDS, all three. In the ALCS, he pitched in games two, three, four, five, six. And now we have no off days. Chad Green pitching. Uh, one, three, two, I mean, uh, two, three, four, six. I mean, we just have no off days now. So you're going to need lasagna. You're going to need Cole, Tanaka, and Davey to get through the sixth inning. I mean, you can't have Paxton go out there and only go two and a third.
1: The depth of the relievers is really going to be tested. I mean, it would be such a nice surprise if a a Mike King or a Nick Nelson just could just be good for like, six games in a row or something. I don't even know. They just need to be good for, like, two weeks, three weeks. Come on, guys. I
2: I wonder Um, if there's another Hail Mary for Clark coming. I I know that might be out there, but, I mean, they called up their number one prospect and started the service time on him, and then he didn't kind of get a full shot. That'll be interesting to see. Uh, The kind of guy that's been missing in this is Monty. Like, Monty might be needed for some innings out of the bullpen this year. Uh, That'll be interesting. But, yeah, I think... There's kind of that second tier of bullpen Lasagna uh, Johnny Holder I mean those guys Are going to be an important part of that playoffs And that as a fan Yes, Luis Sessa That should make you a little nervous Because yep. those aren't the guys in a normal playoff year We're relying on I guess my only counter to that is Hey, Holder, Sessa, and Lasagna Have been pretty good this year um, And the opponents are going to be looking at Their Holder, Sessa's Lasagnas because they're going to need them to this playoff So it's, it's going to be interesting to see You know, those guys' performance are really going to matter this year When in the past, you know, it, you try to <laughs> burn out Zach Britton, Kane, Leonardo um, God, and now I I think the other biggest thing in my head is um We got to get Otto going a little bit Like even... Even if it's just a couple righties here and there, like Otto has to be involved this postseason. We can't, Jimmy. You've referenced yeah. it a couple times. We 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 basically benched Dylan a few years ago. We this year you can't afford that. Uh, uh-uh. uh
0: guy, again, I'm going.
1: Oh. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Otto is one of those guys. That he's not. He's not in that you know one ten plus ERA group. <laughs> obviously, this year. Um, but if he could be. Um, that just gives another Yan- the Yankees another weapon, um, but it's clear that Jonathan Holder has stepped into I think that third or at least that third or fourth world, um guy on the on the bullpen pecking order. Um, if you look at the way that he's been used in his first nine appearances, he had zero. He entered um, in zero high leverage situations. So zero of those nine appearances was a high leverage um, appearance. Five of his last six appearances. Um, have been high leverage now. Um, so he has clearly it's about the past month since the end of, uh, since the end of August he has been that fireman role um, if you look at sort of the uh, you know if you look at the way that, that Boone has been using him. So um, it'll be interesting to see he's handled it so far very well um, and obviously hasn't, we haven't seen any blow ups or yet, um, but it'll be interesting to see how that you know how that, how that works going forward.
2: As one of as one of the Jonathan Holder leaders from the Yankees universe, you can be excited, you can be scared. All of those emotions are very right. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I don't know. I mean, excited. Uh, I think that. <laughs> I don't know if it's right. I, I'd say be be excited for what he's done this year, and hopefully that can continue to translate, and yeah. then feel the other emotions a little bit. Um, man. It's going to be such a wild postseason this year. Oh, my God. Yeah. Imagine someone said this the other day on Twitter. Imagine if there's like a 14-inning game. Oh, geez.
1: And then you got to play the next, yeah.
2: Yeah, no,
0: that would be bad. Well, I think, you know, let's, uh, let's leave this episode as just an all-pitching talk conversation and the new rules going. I know we have some stuff about lineup depth with Judge coming back and Stan, but let's let's push that for next week. Hopefully these guys stay healthy. And we can continue talking about it because I think we we covered a lot there, and it's all great stuff, and it's all pertinent to the news that just got dropped on everyone. There
2: will be no off
0: days, and everything's different in the postseason.
2: That's insane. It's insane. Um, I final question, Katie, because I, I think we do, I, we're keeping it pitching, and we do have to get going. Uh, field fielding and independent pitching, FIP. Um, so I'm sure some people are. Um, you know familiar with that it's supposed to be a better Pure gauge of what the pitcher Can actually do Monty still grades out uh, Decently better than Hap In that category I mean should And we didn't say Monty till right at the end There I mean is, is there a world Where Monty should be the four starter I feel like the analytics community is probably Barking for that
1: um yes, there is some sort of world. Um, but I think, you know what one good thing that FIP is good is good for predicting future performance because like you as we as most people know, it it just focuses on strikes, walkouts, and home runs. Doesn't look at anything else. Um it's those things that the pitchers can control. And yes, I mean Monty, we know he he's he's increased his strikeout rate this year. He doesn't walk a lot of batters. Um, he gives up a couple home runs, but um, the thing that I don't, I'm not really as you know that I'm not as really um, optimistic with Monty in terms of his FIP is that it is just su- such a short season and it, it is a small sample. It's hard to expect those in his his ERA to kind of normalize with his FIP um, in the next two weeks. Um, if we were looking at sort of a longer the longer term, yes, absolutely, um, because that home run rate. You know, it will probably regress um, for for Monty. I mean, I mean for Hap, uh, at some point, he's going to start giving up home runs again. You just hope it doesn't happen within the next three weeks. Um, Hap doesn't strike out a ton of batters. Um, that's kind of the thing that really hampers him in terms of FIP. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you can certainly be optimistic about Jonathan Mon- – I mean, about Jordan Montgomery if you want. Um, it's just I was kind of focusing a little bit more on the results um, – that these pictures I've done just because it is such a small sample, but absolutely, um, you know, there's always a chance that Jordan Montgomery can turn it around um and get better results for sure.
2: How
0: about it? I'm very confused oh. on Monty and Gumby. Monty <laughs> and Hap.
1: Oh, sorry. I you know we have too many nicknames for him.
0: No, right? no, no. I'm just confused at <laughs> oh. where they where they I think Hap will be oh, the, the I think Hap will be the fourth starter, but I don't think Monty translates to the pen whatsoever unless or Davy get knocked out before the 3rd inning.
1: Yeah, I mean he doesn't really have like, you know, the stuff like we like to like to say. No, he doesn't, he doesn't have, have, really have that nice stuff, yeah. Reliever stuff. Um which is why he's he's a,
2: a starter. Um Take that fastball yeah, we'll, up to get that curveball. Up,
0: curveball down.
2: Get that, that curveball snapping. Down. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you for joining us as always, Katie, and making us get a little bit smarter. We appreciate that. Uh, any last thing, Jake? I miss anything.
2: I think yeah. uh, we had, we had a whole lineup thing planned, but I, I think we dove d- so deep in the pitching that we might have to save that for next week. So Katie, we thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And well, uh, Hey, let's, let's keep all the winning going for next week. So we can also talk about that some more.
1: Yeah, positive stats. We'll have a couple more positive segments. Should be good.
2: Positive, sharp stats. Um, Thank you, KT. Tweet at KT Sharp, the queen of stats. Let's go Yanks, Jim. Go Yanks.
0: Do it.
1: Go Yankees.